Good morning. Welcome to a different kind of uh, episode. Um, I wanted to talk about September 11, 2001. Or rather, um, I scribbled down some notes from that day and um, it became sort of a tiny memoir about the year of 2001 for me. I woke up to a Tuesday of a blue clear sky. A wonderful late summer day on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It was September 11, 2001. This year had been filled with changes for me. So this September, my focus was on school, church, gym, babysitting in the afternoons. In June, I had stopped working for the New York Times, uh, which I did daily at the time between 10 and 3 o'clock, Monday through Friday, because I wasn't sure that this was my path. Um, It was, I had a minor crisis, so I quit and I focused on being a good Christian and just finish up school and all those things. The 1st of April, I also moved uh, to the Upper West Side from Brooklyn Heights. For three years, I'd been living in a student housing on uh, 100 Henry Street in Brooklyn Heights. And I moved in with another Swede, Nils Horner, on the Upper West Side because, um, well, he needed a roommate because he was going to be based out of Asia. His area was east um, and he um, had gotten a new job with the Swedish radio station. So two days after I moved in, he moved to India. So here I was this Tuesday, the 11th of September 2001, alone and free and the weather was just simply put wonderful and I was walking up and down the avenues happily just pondering coming up with ideas just feeling good but then I passed my gym Equinox on the Upper West Side um, on Broadway and in there Everybody was staring at the TV, the TV that was located in the, in the cafe. And this was not a normal sight. So I walked in and terror came upon me. This is all a blur for me. I actually thought we were all to be killed. When I was standing there among all the other um, people who actually were at the gym to to work out, uh, my mother called, which was amazing because I don't know if uh, you know this, but it was really hard to call anyone during these hours. My mom tried to call me around a hundred times before she got through to me. I have no idea what we talked about, but I did cry. Also, the few hours after the attacks is also a blur. 
What I do remember, however, was that I um, was sitting at a cafe close to Columbia University, wondering how on earth I was going to be able to, to get the kids out from school at three o'clock because the, um, the subway was shut down. But all of a sudden, the mother of the children called me, and of course, there was no way I was going to babysit that day. And oh, she was so lovely. She, she really calmed me down. I guess she was. She knew I was. I was all alone. Um, I really didn't have anyone to talk to. So, just having her there was beautiful. What happened next was thousands and thousands of people just walking up Broadway. Everybody had to just walk home from work. It was a surreal scene. So that whole day was a day of terror. Basically, we could be attacked at any moment. That, that's how I felt. And I had no idea how severe everything was down at Wall Street. Well, except that the, the sky was horrid. When the newly appointed president, George Bush, had that speech, I'll never forget it. I was just like, is he gonna run the country? Bring back Bill Clinton. <laughs> I just felt like, how is this man? He, he seemed so insecure. How is he gonna take charge of this whole thing? Yeah, it definitely made me feel really unsafe. But of course, then the war happened. In New York though, these were some lovely weeks afterwards, except of course for all the horrors and sadness of the people who, who died, the people who tried to fly to escape the crash, thinking that maybe, well, there's a, there's a lot of horrors, stories. Some of them um, awaken in me when I listen to Sam Harris' podcast um, and uh, the New Yorker's podcast about 9-11 and um, the after effects of it. I, I will put the links up um, in the show notes. But for me and everybody else who didn't, who wasn't affected directly so badly as some of, of, of the others. It was just a, a kindness era. A few weeks, a couple of months of New Yorkers being really kind to each other. It was beautiful. And during this time, I ran into a couple of people that I worked with at the times. And I, I just felt the love, I just, because I had left because I couldn't, it was an inside thing that made me leave. But when meeting them again, just on the street in, in Midtown, I realized, oh wow, I, I really do love the people that I work with. So funnily enough, a couple of weeks later, David, the, um, the then fashion editor, now a fashion director, called me to ask me if I could come back just for a couple of weeks. They needed help. I wasn't sure because I'd 
gotten myself together. I felt good about myself, but you know, two weeks, how bad can that be? So I came and the same day, I just knew this is my place in the world. So it wasn't two weeks, it turned out to be several years, but that's enough. Right after uh, 9-11 also, um, when, I, um, when the gym opened back again, I did have this wonderful kickboxing teacher. Um, I can't remember his name, but he always had, you know, that spark in the eye. And when you came to class, you really wanted to do good. Um, about a month after the attacks, I had coffee with him and he was down, he was severely down and you know why? Because his religion is Islam and apparently the kindness that I felt all over New York didn't extend to him. So there was a lot of people who looked at him with disgust. And I can't imagine how that, how that was for him. Since I, I got back to work full time for the Times, I, I just didn't have the time to do the gym anymore. And I often wondered whatever happened to him. But it did, it did imprint in me this fact that You can't blame like a whole country, a whole type of people because some other evil people are doing something. This guy, he was lovely and uh, I really hope that everything worked out for him. The end of 2001, I felt so good being in the right place. By now, my roommate was based in Afghanistan and he rarely came home. His job was brutal. I, can't, I, I cannot imagine all the awful things that he witnessed, but thank God for journalists to, to uncover truths. I had mornings walking alongside Riverside Drive and the Hudson River before going to work at the Times. Sundays was Redeemer and the charismatic pastor Timothy Keller on the Upper East Side. Things were still scary, but slowly, slowly things got back to normal for, for most of us. Sadly, however, this is still not the case for other parts of the world. This is the first time I ever scribbled down some notes of how 9-11 was for me, the events, how it felt like, and just how that whole year was, just so I remember, and maybe for others to remember how, how their 9-11 was. It's been 20 years today. I can't believe it. I 
I wish you all a good Saturday and let's pray together for everybody in this world. I will see you next week when um, come, when I come back again to to actually read a poem. Bye. I just want to say that this was just an account from my life, a regular New Yorker, and how September 11 was for me. I'm really grateful that I wasn't close to anyone. I didn't know anyone who worked at the World Trade Center. So of course I wasn't that much affected like a lot of other people was. But this was my little story of my memory from that day.